Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Well, we are recording on this beautiful Wednesday, sun, uh, this sunny Wednesday. Um, beautiful sunny Wednesday. But if you're listening to it on the podcast, you're going to hear this on Friday. So happy Friday to you. But in the meantime, it's hump day. See, look, at you can like go like <laughs> quick, quick flash from hump day to Friday in one quick, one quick 30-second uh, boost in your podcast app. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off by a quick little reminder 365 pairs of shoes uh, by the end of the year. Gently use shoes, please. We would love to uh, give these out to the homeless and, uh, you know, fill a need that that is out there that they're hurting. It's going to be a cold one, and we want to make sure that their and a hot one. Stay, well, and the hot one, and we want to make sure that their feet stay dry or feet stay covered and protected because uh, that could lead to a bunch of different problems. So if you have shoes that uh, you want to donate, hit James up, 619-884-0045. He'll hop on his Harley and ride over there, pick him up. Or you can shoot him an email, james at csfirst.com, and we'll get those picked up and ready to rock and roll. We keep getting contributions. James went and picked some up yesterday. We got some mm-hmm. more. Um, they just keep coming in, keep coming in, and we really, really appreciate it. So thank you very, very much. 365 is going to come so quick and easily, and then uh, the next thing probably that we'll start talking about is going to be blankets and jackets and sweaters and whatever else we can do to, you know, help make things a little bit easier. It's part of, it's just part of our DNA. It's how we, mom and dad raise us. That's That's what what it is. That's how they raise us. Speaking of uh, which, uh, we'll be seeing them this weekend. We will be seeing them this weekend. Or at least I will. You're going to be home this weekend? I will. I leave to Texas tomorrow morning. Okay. um, And I'll be gone uh, Thursday, Friday, come back Saturday. Uh, I fly in about 2.30 and then I got to go do high school prom. I'm going to prom. You're going to prom again? Going to prom again. Oh, man. Who are you taking as a date? Uh, I don't I don't have a date this time. You know, you're going stag this I'm time? I'm going stag oh, this time. Oh, my goodness. Normally, I, I bring the wife, but she has to do some stuff with her students, so it's not going to happen this year. So, going oh, stag. Wow. Going to go party with some teachers or something. I don't know. You know, you know how teachers party. Woo-hoo. Woo-woo. Just kidding. All right. Uh, let's give our shout outs for the day. So let's start off with Facebook. We got Jamil, Leah, and David Whitted. Thank you very much for the Instagram. Or sorry, for the Facebook friend requests. Really appreciate it. I'm going to start reaching out to a bunch of the people who we had on Facebook. See if there's anything I can help you with. Anything that you're interested in. Uh, maybe somebody I can connect you with. Maybe, you know, play connect the dots a little bit. Build on the relationships. So be on the lookout for some Instagram or some Facebook uh, DMs. I'll send them via video. Kind of make it personal so you know it's from me. It's not some robot thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's build our relationships. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to know each other more. Let's digitally handshake and uh, have a conversation. Instagram. We got Mike Pay. Uh, 
Pite, we got Gina Samara, we got Justin Friedman, we got Chrissy E uh, Chrissy underscore Estate because she didn't put her last name, so I wouldn't know. Uh, Isaiah Moya, we got uh, Cuban and Haitian fit couple, and we got Miss Cindy Moon, who uh, we're in process of talking. We're gonna end up doing a podcast with her. She has uh, East County uh, horseback riding tours. Oh man, I'm really looking forward to that one. That one's gonna be a cool one. So the cowboy in me is gonna come out. Oh, for sure. So we're gonna promote that one a little bit ahead of time, and and you know do an event there. I don't know because of the where it's at, and we're gonna actually go to the facility to go check it out. I don't know if we'll be able to do that one live, but we'll definitely post our content on Facebook. We'll definitely post it on uh, YouTube. So make sure you guys check it out. Uh, remember, it's at Business Bros Pod. You guys can find us just Google Business Bros Pod on YouTube, and you'll be able to find all the previous episodes. I can't say all because we actually didn't start doing video till roughly after we broke 100 episodes so uh most of the episodes are on youtube uh or a lot of them anyway so go ahead and check them out there and then we got more we got danny tran is the other instagram uh new fa- uh new family member so thanks a lot guys we really really appreciate it all those people by the way have sent me video dm or i've sent them video dms and we've had pretty good engagement going back and forth check it out guys give it a shot if you are um if you're trying to build up your following or build up your relationships on social media, be don't be afraid to be different. Do something just a little bit different than than what everybody else is doing. Video DMs is a fun way. I kind of I, I don't know this 100% for sure, but I'm pretty sure that uh, Facebook and Instagram love it when you use video. And when you use video, since they're really trying to push that, I I just feel like your posts get more reach like you get a little bump in the algorithm if you're using video so and if you're staying in contact with other people in your uh in your in your friends list because you're not going to hit all those people every single post but i think if you're communicating with them if you're sending video to them i think you just get uh, i think facebook rewards you with a little bit of reach so i don't know 100 if anybody knows for sure they can let me know um i just feel like that's the case because i get more engagement on my posts as i do more video dms so give it a shot we'll see how it goes all right all right so we have a lot of interaction uh big shout out and thank you to everybody who's been uh commenting this morning armando um the first one was wesley Dwayne. everybody katya wesley. oh uh katya says to take armando to your prom oh i could take armando to prom there if you he's go in town. there you go i don't know though I and mean, they're all underage so armando i don't know katya you know Zing. you know what he was posting the other, the other day so <laughs> just playing just playing <laughs> I love that guy. Um, Armando did have a um, request, if you will, uh, a um, idea for the show. Oh, shoot. Go for it. Uh, he said to talk about, well, let me read you exactly what he said. He said, get Katya educated on the steps and process in becoming a homeowner. Ooh. So my question to Armando is, do you have any specific questions? Because, I mean, we could take it all the way from the beginning and maybe we should. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing about being a homeowner. Um, there, there's more to it. There's the home buying process, which is a whole a whole process in and of itself. And then there's the other part of it, which is once you are the homeowner, which includes maintenance, which includes you enter. Uh, well, things a little bit change in tax tax wise, but 
paying property taxes, paying your insurance on the property. Uh, you're responsible for all kinds of different things that happen there going forward. We can talk about a bunch of things like uh, appreciation. We can talk about if it's an investment property as a rental. We can talk about how that affects your schedule. E. There's a ton of different ways that we can talk about real estate, which is which is one of the reasons why we personally really like it as a form of investment for mm-hmm. going forward. Right. Um, we, we it's, it's just amazing. The tax benefits that you get from owning rental property, the things you can write off, the you know the the long term um, depreciation that you can have on a property, the cash flow is mm-hmm. awesome because as like, an investment property, as sure. an investment property, mm-hmm. as a personal residence. I mean, I just ultimately think it's better to have a house paid off because at some point in the future, when you've completely paid it off, whether it's 30 years or you do it fast forward, you know, you make uh, payments on a little bit accelerated basis. Um, owning a home that you don't have to pay a mortgage on, where you only have to pay is maintenance, insurance, and taxes. That's a nice feeling. That's a that's you know one of those things where you're that much closer to retirement. Oh yeah, that that's a nice closer. feeling. But most people. Uh, you know, that's a that's a thirty year investment. It is a thirty year investment. Absolutely is a thirty year investment. Or I know people who have bought homes on a fifteen year mortgage and it's a it's a bigger capital coming out on a monthly basis. More money's coming out of your pocket going into that mortgage, but it's Mm -hmm. only done for fifteen years. Right. And after fifteen years you're done and paid off the same way. There's other people who put it on a thirty year mortgage and take the difference and go an investment in other properties, buy a rental, take the cash flow from the rental, pay down the properties. I mean, there's a ton of different Mm -hmm. strategies that you can use to do that. Or uh Another recommendation, I think it was from Seluani. Uh, Any, uh, I think that she posted something about paying every two weeks instead of uh, yeah. paying monthly, it's, and that actually takes down your interest even more too. Yeah, well, it's a, it's anytime you're able to pay the principal down faster, you're gonna pay less in interest because the way a mortgage works essentially is, uh, it, it if you think of of rent, if you're a renter right now, when you pay rent. Uh, you're going to pay on the first of the month, you're going to pay rent, but you're paying for the next 30 days. You're paying going forward, right? So uh, so I pay rent on the 1st of, of April, and I am allowed to stay in this home until the 30th of April. And then once, I, once the 1st of May comes, I need to pay another rent for the next 30 days or whatever it mm-hmm. is that your cycle is on, right? And so for rent, you're paying forward. On a mortgage, it's a, it's a backwards thought process. So on a mortgage... I pay, when I pay my mortgage payment, I'm paying a little bit of principal and I'm paying the interest that I've incurred in the last 30 days. Mm -hmm. So I've borrowed this money and when I borrow money, I need to pay back that money plus I need to pay back a premium, a rent on that money or in other words, interest or a finance charge, however you want to call it, right? I need to pay for the the privilege of having borrowed that money. That's how the bank makes money. That's how the lenders make money. Right. And so when you have a mortgage, if if you are borrowing less money every month that you pay down the principal, you're you've essentially paid down what you owe the bank. So when they calculate the interest on it, they're calculating it based on the principal. Right now, a, a home mortgage is amortized over a long period of time. But that means that you're essentially skipping payments as you make principal payments on that. You're, if you look at a amortization table, I know this is getting a little crazy, right? But a mortgage is 30 years. You have 360 payments. So if you were to list them, picture an Excel spreadsheet and there's just a list 360 lines down. If I'm on you know, payment number five and then I make a huge principal payment and I uh, my balance is no longer what's on five, my balance is on line seven, mm-hmm. well, I've, I've essentially skipped the sixth payment. 
So I've skipped one whole payment. And if I skip a number of payments throughout the life of the loan, those are the interest portions that I'm not going to have to pay. I've saved myself those interest portions. I've saved myself money paying the bank for having loaned me the money because those 30 days I didn't own, I didn't borrow the money anymore going forward. And so you do that enough times, you're going to end up paying off your mortgage faster. And so any, any's, any's, progress and it's so most most of the times we pay a mortgage on a monthly basis once a month so that's 12 payments if you do this bi-weekly it was 52 weeks in a year cut it in half that's 26 payments you're essentially paying one more mortgage payment per year and so that's helping knock down the payment so instead of paying it off in 30 years it gets it cut down to what like five uh 25 years or something yeah something like that so you're saving that that many years of interest on that loan and that's, I mean, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars, yeah, probably. for sure. Because, I mean, a $300,000 loan, and we're not finding anything in San Diego for $300,000 right now, really. Um, but a $300,000 loan, you end up paying over 30 years something like, what, 850000 I don't remember what the numbers are right off the top of my head. But it's, it's essentially almost double, right? You end up paying... Uh, a, I went triple. Yeah, you, you end up paying a lot in interest. So if you can cut down the payments that you're making... You're saving yourself a lot of money. There you go. That's money that could go into other things. So at least, is, at least tens of thousands, if not hundreds. Exactly. And this is one of those reasons why I am a huge advocate of try to pay your house off as fast as possible. The problem with that is that most people get into some sort of financial discipline, man. It, well, yeah, yeah. But most mortgages have a seven-year lifespan, mm-hmm. which means after seven years, you're either selling the home or you're refinancing. And why would you refinance? And, well, it could be a number of things. Interest rates go down. I want to bring down my monthly payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I want to remove the principal mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've paid off enough of my house where where the value's lower again, and I want to lower my monthly payment. So I'm going to refinance and only finance the lower mortgage amount. So there's a bunch of different things that could affect why you want to refinance that particular property. Maybe the house went up in value, and you want to pull some equity out. Yep. So there could be a number of different reasons. But on average, the life of a loan is going to last about seven years. So people never even make it to the paid off amount and they just keep recycling this debt, recycling this debt. And after 30 years, when they're supposed to be retiring or they're supposed to be exiting the rat race, they can't because their biggest bill, which is the mortgage, is still in effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That hurts. It does. But uh, proper, proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. That's right. That's right. See, I remember that one. So yeah, I, no, it's it's interesting though, and uh, it really does come down to that discipline. You know, whether you're setting up a 15-year mortgage or paying a little bit extra or doing those uh, bi-monthly payments on your 30-year, whatever it is that you are planning to do, it really does come down to making sure that you stick to it and you stay consistent on it. Because how many times have we have I, you know, have people gone through this situation where okay, I find out that. I, I don't find out, but I, I recognize that I'm uh, in a great amount of debt, and so I want to start knocking it down. So I come up with this payment plan, and I start knocking out the lowest uh, debt first, and you know, as I pay as much as I can, I pay that one off, and then I use the next, you know, that payment to pay off the next debt, the and then that effect. payment, the snowball effect, right? right. But then about the third. One, the third card, yeah, the third card or loan or debt that you pay off, all of a sudden you're like, hey, I got some extra money now. Like, let me not make as much of a payment as I thought I was going to. Let me keep a little bit more of that for myself. And then now all of a sudden you're 
plan to pay off all of your debt in 24 months or 36 months gets extended turns into 72 months or whatever right. else and that's that's you're right it has to do with discipline it absolutely has to do with discipline um it, and, and that's one of those things where i mean we had another question before the show right the difference between capitalism and socialism remember we were having Thank you, that Rosa. conversation yep we we're having that conversation um and so before the show we were talking about uh how the rich are getting richer and there's a big dis- disproportionate gap between the haves and the have nots, mm-hmm. which is not a good thing. I mean, everybody can agree whether you're pro capitalist or against capitalism, whatever, everybody can agree that the gap between the haves and the have nots gets to a dangerous level. Um, it's, it becomes unrest, right? We can all agree with that. The problem is uh, the, the, the arguments though on both sides get a little crazy. Like I, I firmly believe that everyone out there has the same opportunity to become successful, financially successful as, as most people do. Does everybody have the opportunity to become, you know, the, the Jeff Bezos of the world, the Amazons of the world? Probably not, but it doesn't mean that you can't be financially successful. I'm going to disagree and say, yes, everybody does pretty much have that opportunity. But what I will say about, uh, our capitalistic society is that the people that are already ahead have a much easier time of staying there whereas the people that come from nothing you know the lebron jameses of the world there has to be something real you know it's just a much harder path that they have to travel yeah and and that much i agree but but the, the problem with this is is people always have this argument of fairness and equality and equity and i don't like those arguments because i think just the word fair in and of itself is ridiculous the notion of being fair in an imperfect world is ridiculous to me right mm-hmm. and and we try to make things equal so that there's a balance so that everybody has the same playing field but that's just not true a four-foot guy trying to slam dunk against a seven-foot guy just has a disadvantage. It doesn't mean that they're gonna that neither one of them can be successful. It just means that the basketball court for the seven-foot guy is a is a place where he can succeed, and not as much for the four-foot guy. Right? You said that, and it just reminded me of uh, this one time uh, back in my Navy days. Uh, we used to go downstairs and just to like. Kill blow time, steam. blow off steam. We would go down there, we would wrestle, right? And you just have two guys, and it didn't matter what the guys' sizes yeah, were, yeah. you know? So I'd take on guys that were like six foot, whatever, you know? Um, and so, two things. One, the coolest pin that I ever got was with my feet in the air and like pushing somebody down against a bench, right? Totally awesome. And this dude was like six foot four. And a tall, <laughs> tall, skinny guy though. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. so, but then the other one that that stood out when you said that. Uh, oh god, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was from uh, New Orleans, and he was just this big, like muscular dude. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, I'll take you on. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it did not work, right? I tried to do all the fancy little whoop, 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 whoop things that I did. Oh no, that didn't work. You see, that didn't work. So that seven foot guy against that four footer. See, but that's the thing, right? It's it's not fair, and life is not fair like that. It's never meant it, to be. It, it's never meant to be. But everybody wants to put this equal playing field. Like, well, the, you know, the rich don't deserve their their riches, or they're too they have too much money. Well, nobody would say that of the guy that has too much muscles, right? I mean, mm. he you obviously would look at that guy. Damn, that guy. You know, you might say something like, oh, well, he 
took steroids or or whatever but you know that he put in the work to get those muscles right so why are we why would we discriminate against somebody who put in the work to become you know ultra wealthy and and we can discriminate that way but we won't discriminate in, in other areas like that that argument to me is to me personally is is a flawed argument rather than focus your attention on this person who has something and how you can take from that person i think the argument should be how the hell did that person get there and let's teach other people to get there themselves let's give the other people the opportunity with the education to take initiative now that doesn't mean that people who aren't to me people who aren't rich or who don't make a lot of money or don't people there are people who don't even focus on earning a lot of income because there are other things that make them happy that's totally okay too i personally think is is that the the happiness factor gary gary v is one of my favorite people because he preaches this all the time he's like life is all about being happy just what what is the thing that makes you happy the thing that brings you pride the thing that gets you up in the morning the thing that makes you want to do things on a regular basis that's what you should be focusing your attention on in life if money's just the factor mm-hmm. like money's just a flawed thing it's just something that we have to have and we have to do but i mean i know i know in my world there are plenty of people who just make an honest living who are comfortable who clock in do their 9 to 5 and they're done and they're happy I know a lot of teachers who are like that. They make their money. They take their vacations. You know, they come, you know, they rest up. They recharge their battery. They come back to the classroom and they're passionate about their classroom. They love what they do in their, in in the class and what they're teaching with the students Mm -hmm. and the engagement that they have. And they're happy. They're never going to be rich because they're never going to focus their attention on that income earning spot. But that's okay. Why are we, why are we pushing that, that, that agenda on people of, of you know that that's the problem with with to me that agenda of capitalism mm. is right away you think of only that top you know less than one percent of the people in the world and you tarnish everybody who's working hard who makes quarter of a million dollars or less than half a million dollars sure. the top one percent of America makes four hundred thousand dollars a year four hundred thousand not millions of dollars a year the top one percent. I think the top five percent. I don't know. I okay. want to say off the top of my head. That's cool. So I know you're probably going to Google it, which is cool. No, but I'm just but, saying hi to everybody. Oh, okay, okay. And speaking of saying hi to everybody, I keep trying to tag this person, but Stephen Chavez, thanks for watching, my man. Uh, I can't seem to be able to tag you. Oh well, hopefully we can uh, we can grab him in another way. Um, probably because it's the the page or or. Maybe he's a friend of me personally, but not the business bros page. I don't know how it Who works. Who knows? But anyways, back to the back to the capitalist conversation. That's that's the to me, that's the thing, is we tend to stereotype things and I think we have a negative stereotype on a lot of on, on that that issue. Um there are plenty of people who uh who physically or mentally are incapable of succeeding just because of their genetic disorders or mm-hmm. they need you know physical ailments and and so so there are people that need additional help for it's sure unequal it's unequal mm-hmm. but they can be successful in a, in a lot of other different ways they have people who support them who build full organizations of people who have the same compassion who people people who can raise funds who find cures who do all kinds of things that uh that change lives and it's not always a monetary thing but the influence that they have in this world is the same passion that i think drives capitalism it is it is definitely a passion and it is something that you know there there is something to be said about what capitalism does for for us as a country for um you know society as a whole 
there's a couple different things that I think about. One is the obviously the opposite of capitalism, which is going to be communism, right, or maybe socialism, somewhere along, somewhere those, along lines. those lines. Um, and you think about people in those societies where it doesn't make a difference if you're a doctor or a cashier at a grocery store. You make the same amount of money. That's there's no incentive for you to become a professional and you know a, a skilled professional at whatever it is that you choose. There's no incentive for it. None. Why would you? None. What's the point? Yeah. You know, but um oh here we go. Steven Chavez has a nice comment. He says, I think you're missing the point around income equality. There have been years of largely flat wages and exploding household costs millions of families can barely survive for generations people of color have been shut out of their chance to build wealth we need big structural changes it's a combination of education empowerment and understand that it that the tax structures have been beneficial to that top one percent and that at absolutely true that is true did you know that amazon paid zero taxes this year okay yes they did but did you also know they're one of the growing? They're they're a huge company. Oh yeah, their stock. They is employ like, so many people. Uh-huh. They oh, also yeah. take advantage of tax loopholes that are there, and that's For one sure. of those things that you're right. The the, the top one percent do take advantage of loopholes that. And well, let's just focus on the tax code in general. The tax code is volumes upon volumes upon volumes <laughs> of rules and regulations, and they're written each time there's a new tax law. It's because Congress is scratching somebody's back. Right, somebody is benefiting from this tax law. It should be, in my opinion, it should be something very simple that you can you can file your tax return on half a sheet of paper. I prepare taxes every year, and every year I'm trying to get people to understand that they can file their own tax return uh, for the most part. I know it's like one of those counterintuitive things, but mm-hmm. I just want them to understand that you can file it yourself. It's not very difficult. You need to learn a few rules, um, and then you're pretty much on the safe bet. Bigger companies, however, they do take advantage of all of these little loopholes that are there. Amazon is one of them. They're taking they've they've brought in so many plants, so much equipment that's been built. Those are jobs that are being produced mm-hmm. here in this country. Mm-hmm. That's huge. They Absolutely. do pay state taxes. They still pay local taxes. They still pay sales taxes. So we're always focused on this uh, federal income tax. But there are plenty of other things that are beneficial of a big company. So like what you're that. saying is Amazon maybe didn't pay pay any taxes, but all of the people that they employ, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of jobs, not just directly through Amazon, but also all of the people that, em- that are employed by what Amazon creates. Mm-hmm. How many trucks out there have you all seen that just say Amazon Prime on the side? They have their own delivery service. Or how many contractors do they have that are out there, you know, delivering all of their Amazon products? And how many products are being sold through their services? How many jobs are being indirectly created? So my point what I was saying earlier is that you'd lose that incentive to become this professional, to become a skilled person at whatever it is, because it doesn't matter if you're a cashier or a doctor, you get paid the same way. Right. So to that point, to that point, what I have always had a little bit of an issue with is when the CEO of Amazon, Jeff Bezos makes billions upon billions of dollars, right? I mean, I don't know how many billions he makes, but the people that, you know, how much? How how much does one person really need? Okay, but then, and that's that's like oops. that's like my my only struggle with it is how much does one person really need that you 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 hoard so much of that away? Yeah, you give a lot away too. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. They give a lot away. There's a lot of, of charities that Amazon is involved with every day. Uh, by the way, if you are not going to smile.amazon.com, you need to start doing that because that's how they uh, they generate funds for a bunch of different charities. You can choose from like five or eight different charities, whichever one that means the most to you. I think I do the uh, Veterans Fund. But anyway, point being... How much money does one person really need? And like, would anybody be okay with just saying, you know what? One person, like the most you can make is $100 million a year. Anything above and beyond that, you you give it up and you pay it out to, you know, stockholders. You pay it out to uh, employees. You pay it out to, who, you know, other people that are involved. But here, here's my thing is, is the problem with that argument is who sets the limit? And, and things are always a matter of perspective. For example, if I go to my if I go to my daughter's class and I say, guess what? Everybody gets a dollar. They're going to mm-hmm. be super happy because in their mind, a dollar is a huge thing. I go to my high school class and I say, everybody gets a dollar. Oh, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be cool. Oh, cool. We get a dollar. But they're not going to be nowhere near as excited as a fourth grader is mm-hmm. than a 12th grader is. You go up to somebody and say, that's going to cost a hundred bucks. Well, a hundred bucks to one person may be mm. the difference between being able to pay their rent and not being able to pay their rent. And for another person, it's the budget for that hour. Like oh, wow. setting the perspective on that is is difficult, and and for me to tell to tell somebody that you can only achieve so much success, you can only be this good, right? That stamp that that to me that's that, again it takes it away that incentive. And and here's the other thing, yeah, Amazon's made a lot of money, but they the, one of the main reasons why they don't pay taxes is two reasons. One is because they've been reinvesting in themselves, so they've been taking uh, advantage of like Section 179 deductions, which are when they do capital improvements, they can write off the whole expense. And there's years where they where they can take some of that money, some of those losses that they have on capital improvements, some of the losses on the research and development that they do, some of the new projects that they take on that loses money, and some of those credits move forward if you know how the tax rules work you have a chance of understanding how how they how they can pass on this this stuff forward so they're taking a lot of the profits that they that they grab and they are reinvesting it in new developments and new projects and Mm -hmm. i'm one of those things if if you were to stop him and said you know what all you can make is 100 million dollars maybe amazon's not as big as they are maybe the job that that person has delivering stuff doesn't have that job mm. because there's no reason to set it forward. We're so concerned with that That's small, small person, one person. Mm-hmm. We're making that person an icon yeah. instead of understanding that that person is helping many. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, good. He can make as much as he wants because he's helping so many people and he's employing so many people. And then the other argument of, well, there's a living wage. Well, the other thing is you need to make yourself a little bit more you need to engage yourself to be a little bit better at what it is you do. You need to take the extra time to go out and make more money. I honestly don't think that uh, the 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 person you know pushing the buttons at McDonald's. I don't think it's something where they have to have a living wage. To me, that's a startup job. You can have a little side hustle. It might be mean to say, mm-hmm. right? Because there's some. There, it's, I'm yeah, not you'll saying definitely have not, people that disagree with yeah, you. I'm not saying people are not hardworking because there's yeah. a difference between being hardworking and having a living wage. I think those are two different things. Mm-hmm. But but they but they but a lot of times they lack the education of how to earn income. 
or right. where you can where you can take some of this money or budgeting skills mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or different programs that are available to get out you know but it's almost like you're punishing them for not having that education for not having that knowledge and when it comes right down to it our school systems systematically don't set us up for that and there the i only, can agree with you and only recently what in the past three years that you've been teaching financial literacy and how widespread even is that program you have it at it's east not, lake high school which is a very high it's 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 one of the more affluent high schools in san diego you know are they gonna have that you know three miles no, that I, way yeah, at, and, at, at lincoln are they gonna have it in uh some of the more more struggling areas of new york and I, are you know all these different agree. places but we also live in the area in the era of the internet that is true. If there's anything out there that if there's anything that you can learn from listening to stuff like this, it's an education. It's to learn from other people. It's to learn what they've done. It's to pick up a book mm-hmm. and read. It's to take that time because mm-hmm. I can go. I can clock out. I can do what I'm doing on a normal basis. I can go and teach, and I can be done with my day. And I can sit on the couch and watch every every episode of Game of Thrones for the next month, year, whatever, mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And it won't make a difference to me on my personal finance because. Because my salary is okay. Because I right. was, I had the opportunity to go to college. I had the opportunity to have a decent career mm-hmm. that pays, mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, a decent wage. My wife is in the same situation, so I can count my blessings and my lucky stars to have that scenario. But there are a lot of people who are going to work and then they're going to clock out in their day and enjoy their life, and they don't want to do anything extra, and that's okay. But they're complaining because their boss is not going to increase the wage. That is a problem to me. I feel like you have the opportunity. You have the willingness to learn, to work, to improve your life. And if Mm. you really want to, I feel in today's era of information, you can. I 100% agree. But one thing that I will argue a little bit is the foundation, right? Not everybody has the foundation that you and I had. Not everybody has, you know, parents that cared about them and and supported them and encouraged them to look for these you know additional money making opportunities people come from hard freaking lives that's true you know people don't have not everybody has equal opportunity that's truth i, I not 100%. everybody has equal opportunity but I- I'll retort on that one too. But everybody has equal opportunity. Everybody has an opportunity. You have immigrants that come to this country and build fortunes in this country. Build fortunes. And then you have people who have been in this country for multiple generations who will find a reason to complain why they can't get ahead. How can somebody who's come to this country with nothing build something that's tremendous, that's huge, that's great, that Mm -hmm. makes a decent living? I know, I mean, when we were doing game truck, we got to I got to go to different neighborhoods, great, beautiful houses of immigrant families that came to this country yeah. and built stuff. Yeah. And, and they're not they're not by any means, you know, multimillionaires. Maybe they're only making, you know, half a million dollars a year and they have their small businesses, whatever. I'll take that. Right? Exactly. Most people would. But they put in a different kind of effort. They mm-hmm. knew that this is what I want to do. I don't want to be stuck here at the bottom. I came to this country for opportunity mm-hmm. and there's opportunity there. What irritates me is you have people who have been in this country that have, maybe they have had a a shitty card dealt to them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have struggles, but they don't see it as the land of opportunity. They see it as this is where I am and they should give it to me. That's the mentality that bothers me. I totally back you on that one. So... Well, All right, so I love this discussion. Yeah, this is this is a good one. This is a good one. We actually had a, a lot of people watching and listening today. Uh, also very true, but we can't use use those inequalities as a crutch, says Frank. 
And uh, Armando also commented uh, when we were having the discussion about the taxes, he said that uh, employers are also paying above employee wages, employer taxation, workers' comp, health benefits, etc., etc. So there's definitely a lot that goes into it. And thank you, Rosa, for the awesome topic uh, of conversation. She totally did. Well, she's (laughs) she's known you for a little while. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Katya says, oh, hang on. Katya says, oh, we're all capable of building our own opportunities. And Frank, this was an awesome discussion. Man, thank all of you for uh, participating. We really look forward to continuing more, uh, you know, big discussions like this. You know what? And here's the other thing is we have, uh, we're working on a capability where we can do a live and then invite you to video in. Oh. So we're going to think, I'm thinking of doing a podcast like that sometime soon and see what happens. Who wants to hump on? Yeah, maybe, maybe somebody can come in and have a great conversation going that way uh we will see what happens all right just a reminder one more time if you want to add insurance into your line of business are you a realtor are you a mortgage uh officer um, do you have a mortgage company do you have a tax office do you have a a particular business where you want to add insurance into your particular uh or stream or are you working from home i mean whatever it is that you're doing if you even want to add insurance as your side hustle you know you're working your normal nine to five job and you get home you got some time you want to make some calls you want to make some extra money this is residual income insurance is a residual income business so when you sell a policy every time that policy renews you get that money just saying go out and make yours we have the opportunity to do that. 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. We will get you hooked up, answer some of those questions for you. And as a reminder, 365 pairs of shoes, hit them up. He'll go over there, pick them up, and uh, gently used uh, for the homeless. We'd appreciate it very much. And if you want to be on the show, you want to have a discussion with me, I'd love to take you on. Give me a call, Ooh. 619-884-4915. I got my money on them. CS- yeah, yeah, me too. Hernan at csfirst.com, <laughs> or you can follow us on our socials at Business Bros Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. Thanks and for joining. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.